Welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. God bless you, and thanks for joining me today. Have you ever been in a conversation with a good friend and been distracted? You could be distracted by your environment. You could be distracted by the time and that you need to be somewhere else soon. You might be distracted because you don't feel well. There are too many distractions to name what could be taking your heart and mind away from this conversation with your good friend. You want to be involved. You want to give your full attention, but you're being dragged away, distracted. You want your heart to track along with what the other person is saying, but your mind is going all sorts of other places instead of along with the conversation of your friend. How are you when it comes to your time of worship with your Heavenly Father? How seriously do you take your worship time with God? How focused do you stay when you are worshiping and praising and giving thanks? How well do you surrender in worship and give yourself totally to your Heavenly Father? What greater friend can you have than God Almighty? What greater relationship can you have that will bring peace and healing to your heart? If you're having challenges in your worship time, perhaps I can give you some help today. Give a listen. Now take a look at the other side of the conversation as your friend is noticing your distraction. How do you think it makes them feel when they see you looking elsewhere at your watch or if you're in a place with a TV and it has your attention instead of them. How would your friend feel? There's an old saying, be where you are when you're there. I've been in church singing along with whatever song is currently being performed, and yet my mind is somewhere totally different. When it comes to our personal worship and quiet time with God, the same old saying should rule our actions. We need to be present in his presence. In my morning worship time, I sometimes fight within my mind to be present in his presence. I work to keep my mind from wandering, that this time with him I am not squandering, and be present in his presence. To his heart, my heart, I diligently turn, so that within me a fire begins to burn, as I am present in his presence." And then his glory upon me begins to fall, and with his majesty I am enthralled as I am present in his presence. And all around me the world begins to fade, and I realize the world brings nothing to my aid as I am present in his presence. And a joy that words cannot fully describe, where worshipers learn to live and abide, comes as we are present in his presence. First of all, why do we want to be in his presence and worship him? There are many reasons, but we'll start with a very simple one found in Psalm 16, verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. It is hard to worry and worship at the same time. Worshiping is surrendering. Worshiping is connection. 
How can you worry when you are in the presence of majesty? And yet at times, I must admit, my mind begins to wander around while I am endeavoring to enjoy his fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore in his presence. When you stop and think of all the great things God has done and all his great promises, then being present in his presence should become our priority. Secondly, let me ask you, do you have a set worship time? Do you have a set routine time to be quiet with the Lord? Developing the routine or habit pattern or steadfast observation, whatever you want to call it, we need to faithfully pursue our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Remember, He rewards those that diligently seek Him. Nothing is more healing in our lives than spending time with God. Nothing brings greater satisfaction than being in His presence and knowing His love and embrace. And once we get there, do we stay there? Listen to the attitude the psalmist reveals in Psalm 27.4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. What are you seeking after with the Lord? What is it that you desire of him? Scripture promises us that God will see and provide our needs. The promises in the Bible tell us his intentions towards us and the blessings he wants to bestow upon us. So what effort are we putting in to seeking him? One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. This indicates great focus. This shows priority. As the psalm continues, it shows the purpose for seeking after the Lord, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I've asked this question many times in past podcasts. Where do you live? Where do you dwell? The psalmist attitude is that he wants to dwell, to live in the house of the Lord, not just once a week. How often do you spend time in the house of the Lord? There is a deeper element to this question. It's somewhat ironic to consider seeking after God and wanting to dwell in his house, because how do you seek someone that dwells within you since you are his house? God dwells within you. You cannot run away from God. He is everywhere present, but I have come to realize we can do a great job of ignoring him. You are currently seated at the right hand of God, but you can turn your back on him. All throughout the Old Testament, God pleaded with his people to turn unto him, to turn away from other gods and to turn to him only. In Psalm 27, 4, the psalmist desires to live with God all the days of his life. The trick is to learn to practice the presence of God 24-7. Then during worship time, being present in his presence is simply a continuation of a constant conversation with the Father. And while we are at home with the Lord, we behold his beauty, his pleasantness. His majesty overwhelms us, and we spend time talking with him, And as any good child does, ask a bunch of questions. 
or with great practice, simply sits in silence in awe of his goodness. So when do you seek the Lord? When do you spend time with Papa? Let me give you a number of verses that show placing the Father as your priority. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. For many of us whose job requires us to arrive early, we must rise up a great while before day and find a place to pray as Jesus did. It's unique or interesting that it says he went out and departed. He's really trying to get away from it all, not just out of the house, but out of town, not just physically, but also spiritually, away from the unbelief of others. For most of us, we cannot accomplish this physically, so we must pray for our surroundings for God's peace to be upon it. We must command angels to do their warfare to clear the area about us. If you're wondering about the ability to command angels, consider that Jesus commanded angels and that he is within you. He said, the works that I do shall you do also in greater works. So take advantage of the authority you have and clear the atmosphere about you. And then quietly pray and spend time with your Father. Matthew 6.33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking first does not always mean chronologically or time-wise. Most people have to work a 40-hour work week. How many of us can spend 40 hours working and 40 hours worshiping? So seeking first becomes a priority of the heart, not the clock. I've mentioned it a time or two in other podcasts that I have alarms that go off on my phone throughout the day. Starting at 10.55 a.m. through 8.55 p.m. Monday through Friday, an alarm goes off on my phone and I am brought back into remembrance of spending time with God. I say hello. I acknowledge him. I sometimes take a mini Sabbath to worship him. I hang out. Saturdays and Sundays are slightly different, but I have alarms that go off throughout the day for the same reasons. I want to turn towards God with great intentionality. If we do not intentionally design our lives to seek the Lord, we will end up somewhere else. I'd rather be in his presence. I want to read you a record concerning Moses and what happened to him when he spent time being present in God's presence. Exodus chapter 34, starting in verse 29. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses knew not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. Until Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, 
he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. Is there a noticeable difference in your life after you have been in the presence of the Lord? I don't mean this to be condemning, but perhaps a heads up for us to consider our lives and how we spend them. Does all our prayer and worship and reading truly make a difference so that it is noticeable to others? Is this time spent in pursuing the Lord and the things of the Lord valuable enough to us that we will sacrifice some sleep or some TV time or other things of the world to spend time with him? God has created a universal law that if you plant a seed, you will get a harvest. What seeds are you planting in your life? What is your attitude towards worship and quiet time and study and prayer? Consider the attitude of the psalmist in Psalm 105, verse 1. O give thanks unto the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him, sing praises unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Seek his face evermore. Seek to spend time with your Heavenly Father, your Abba, and rejoice and be present in His presence. In my morning worship time, I sometimes fight within my mind to be present in His presence. I work to keep my mind from wandering, that this time with Him I am not squandering, and be present in His presence. To his heart, my heart, I diligently turn, so that within me a fire begins to burn as I am present in his presence. And then his glory upon me begins to fall, and with his majesty I am enthralled as I am present in his presence. And all around me the world begins to fade, and I realize the world brings nothing to my aid as I am present in his presence and a joy that words cannot fully describe, where worshipers learn to live and abide, comes as we are present in his presence. I pray that the words I have spoken to you today will stir your heart concerning your time of worship with God, that you will endeavor to cherish those moments, intentionally investing your all in pursuing the greatest relationship you'll ever have as a beloved child of God, in whom he is well pleased. As always, I look forward to hearing your comments on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or you can contact me directly at dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God bless you, and have a great day.